it's hard for expectant people to be still. It's just like that woman who's getting ready to have the baby and she's at the end of the pregnancy. And no matter how she tries to get comfortable, she can't get comfortable because she knows delivery is coming soon. And even though there is some trepidation because the delivery might be painful, she understands what's coming after the pain. And because what's coming after the pain is more important, it's more precious than the pain, she's looking forward <laughs> to going through in order to get the prize. Some of y'all have been carrying babies for a long time and delivery time is coming. The pain that you're having right now, the loss, the hurt that you're experiencing right now is nothing but labor. So all I got to tell you is, baby, push. Push. Deliver that baby. Push. Deliver that miracle. Push. Deliver that breakthrough. And nothing comes before something breaks. All right, all right, let me get here. Verse 20 says, So David went to Baal Perazim and defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Once again, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Um, for a few minutes we have left together, I want to talk about the Lord has blessed me with enemies. The Lord has blessed me with enemies. God, you're already here, so there's nothing that I need to ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord has blessed me with enemies. I do understand that this title is oxymoronic in nature. This, this title doesn't really make sense because there are two words um, that don't agree. Um, blessed and enemies. Um, I do understand that there, those two words are uh, opposed to each other. I do not consider an enemy a blessing. And I've never in my mind's eyes seen a blessing come from an enemy or a enemy. But I, I got to praise God tonight because he has blessed me with enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us in this room are, are different in various ways. We, we, many of us come from different sides of the track. Uh, um, I am southern. I am mid, no, mid, well, kind of upper south, almost northern, um, and then moved to the south. I was in North Carolina, but I moved to Georgia, and so people consider me as being southern. But I do understand that we have people who are from New York and, and, and from other parts that are northern, and so that, that's different, that's different. We talk differently. The Adisha and I always go back and forth with how we speak. My English is correct. Hers is off. Um, so um, we, we, we have differences in the way we speak, and it's just because of where we are from. You know, because she's from New York, she feels like her English is a little more proper than mine. But 
Actually, she has misplaced her draws. She doesn't have draws on the right word like she needs to. And she doesn't know how to fix words so they are understandable. So she has issues, and we're working on her with that. We're praying for her. That's one of the prayers that I put on the table, that God help her with her English. But we are different in, 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 in different ways. We have different experiences. Your experience is not like mine. The way you were brought up may be different. We may have some similarities, but they're your experiences is germane to you. They, it's your experience. Uh, um, we have different ways of doing things. Uh, my wife and I live together, but we have different ways of doing things. She believes that every way she goes is always faster than the way I go. Um, because I like to do take turns. She's like, that's too many turns. That, that takes longer. And, and so she tries to tell me when I'm driving which way I ought to go because it's the best way. It's the shortest distance. But over the years, we have pretty much just kind of uh, understand each other that if I'm driving, let me go my way. And when you driving, you go your way. And, and if I don't like the way you're going, I go to sleep. Yeah, if, 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 you, if you don't like the way I'm going, you can follow suit. Go to sleep. But, but that's the way we, our ways are different. Our ways are different. When we first got married, she was real cold natured. So she wore a lot of stuff to keep her warm. I've been warm natured. I don't like a lot of heat. I like it cool in the room. Uh, she made like a, bla a fire right there next to the bed. I like air conditioning where I can get deep down under the cover knowing it's cold out there, but it feels so good up in here. And then when it gets too warm under there, I got to put one leg out or, or arm out or to regulate the temperature. Anybody with me? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. yeah we're, we're different, we're different, we're different. I, I got that, I got that, I got that. We're, we're different. We, we as musicians all know different chords. We all know the same chords. We know the same styles, but our approaches may be different. You may look at a chord with the third on top. I may play the third on the bottom or the third in the left hand or whatever. It's different. It's the same, but it's a different approach. We are Look at your neighbor. Look at your, you know, neighbor's characteristics. Look at them. They, they're different. They're different. They're different. They're different. They're just different. That don't mean they're bad. They're just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nobody else got eyes like you. No, nobody else got 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 a head shape like you. You got your own onion. Yeah, everybody's onion don't look like your onion. Yeah, somebody got a peanut onion. Somebody got a bump onion. Somebody got a mountain on the back. But whatever you got, it's yours. But it's different from everybody else. But even though we all have all of our differences, there's one thing that everybody in this room, from the youngest to the oldest, has. The thing that we have in common is we all have enemies. I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how sweet you are. I don't care how much you do for people. I don't care how much a giver you are. I don't care how much you try to work with people. I came to tell you, no matter how sweet you are, baby, you have enemies. Your enemy be the one that just borrowed some money from you, but they still your enemy. Now, they may not let you know it, but they are your enemy. Oh, yeah, 
yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. If we, we took a service and decided to give y'all the time, we could spend countless hours telling horror stories about what our enemies have said about us and what our enemies have done to us. Uh, and then even what our enemies have done through us. Because you do know that some of your enemies have used you to hurt other folk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of, and I said your enemies because sometimes your worst enemy is the one that's closest to you. In fact, the most dangerous enemy is the one that's close enough to you to manipulate you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can get you to hurt Bashan, and Bashan never know it was really me. I'll just feed you enough information to make you hate Bashan. And then I step back like I don't know what's going on. And you and Bashan got this out against each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was supposed to be your friend, but actually I have turned out to be your enemy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enemies, 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 enemies. One thing, though, that I have found out about enemies, and I'm going to give you these points, and we're going to go on home because I'm trying to preach fast. Yeah, yeah, the enemies are a necessity. My enemies are a necessity. I know y'all didn't like that. But but they show me who I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The worst thing about an enemy's attack is not the attack itself. It's how I respond to it. So if if you were if if I want to get on my own nerves, I react to something somebody else did. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 messes with me more than the attack. Because, see, an enemy can be sly. An enemy can do something underhanded, under the cover, and make you act a fool out in public. Come on, come on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You done cut the fool, made yourself look stupid, made yourself look crazy, and the enemy, I don't, don't nobody even know who the real enemy is. And I get mad because even though you dogged me out, Pam was talking about me, and I know Pam was talking about me, and I and nobody else knew it but me. But then I get in public, and it hit me that Pam talking about me. So I decided to go and cuss Pam out in front of everybody. Now I'm looking like the fool. Pam acting crazy because Pam going innocent. But now what has made me upset is. I have decided to make myself look stupid because of my reaction to what's going on. Enemies show me who I am. Yeah, let me just say this to you. After a while, some stuff ought not to upset you no more. If you know that such another is a liar, after a while, you know they're going to lie. Why are you getting tore up and upset and your two next three weeks are tore up because they lied? That's what they do. They lie. Why do you keep getting upset over that? If Jabbo is messy and you know Jabbo is messy, why do you keep being pulled into Jabbo's messes? Jabbo alone. And what bothers me is my reaction to the enemy. 
I come to church every Sunday and they tell me the enemy is defeated. God is exalted. I got all the power. I can place him under my feet. But I fall apart every time he sends an imp to attack me. I want to quit and throw in the towel every time something goes wrong. If I know that I got power over him and I know that he's already defeated, why am I always acting like I lost? The enemy... I thank God because the enemy shows me who I am. Number two, I told you I'm preaching fast. The enemy, my enemy, are my, my enemies are my exercise. They motivate me to move. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God will allow the enemy to show up right when you get comfortable. Right when you settle down, right when you get complacent, right after you've had a victory and now decide to rest in it. So the God allows the enemy to come and disturb your rest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My enemies keep me motivated. They keep me mobile. They keep me moving. They keep me on my toes. They keep me watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My enemy's job now is to keep me praying. You do not pray like you do when you're in trouble. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. I know y'all sanctified and holified and all of that around here, but I guarantee you, you have not prayed until you've gotten into some serious issues or some serious trouble. And when you get in some trouble, then you'll really pray then. And you won't just pray, you'll pray through. You'll you'll bombard heaven. I don't know. Y'all didn't come from that kind of church. They said bombard heaven, which means that you rush heaven. You come in at heaven. You you ain't Debo, baby D up in heaven. That's what you trying to do. You trying to step up there and kick the gate in because you need God to hear you. My enemies motivate me to pray. My enemies exercises my patience. Some of you have been praying for patience and God is going to answer your prayers with enemies. Uh, yeah, but he's going to send it anyway. Yeah, because he knows that's a virtue that he says you got to have. So what he does is he sends enemies to work on your patience. They're designed to keep it motivated, to keep you a reason to be patient with folk. There are some people that are anointed, that are appointed by God to get on your nerves, to make the wear your patience then, to worry the mess at you. That you can't get rid of them to save your life. You tried to start arguments and fall out with them, and they the first one that want to make up. You hoping that they stay mad with you for at least six months so they'll leave you alone. But they come the next day and say, you know, whatever it is in between us, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be getting on your nerves on tomorrow. And they show back up, back on their job, back at duty, getting on your nerves. And it's an exercise in patience. Third thing that it teaches us, it teaches me compassion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It teaches me compassion, 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 compassion. The greatest thing that Jesus had wasn't his miracles. 
It wasn't healing the sick and raising the dead and opening blinded eyes and, 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 and it wasn't all of that. The greatest miracle that Jesus wrought when he hung on the cross and said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. As a matter of fact, that's the thing that leads us to Jesus. It's not necessarily his miracles, it's his compassion. Because we know if we choose him, he is able to forgive us from all of our sins. But he sends enemies to teach us compassion. It was people who were not like him that he gravitated toward. In fact, it got him in more trouble because the people that he had compassion on were the people that the church folk disliked. Read your Bible if you ain't got nothing else to do. Uh, uh, the woman, um, I was talking to somebody today, the woman who broke on the alabaster box and poured it and anointed him, uh, uh, she was a, a woman of questionable evening um, yeah, evening occupation. Uh, no, it wasn't an alternative. That was the only way she had to make her money. So she wasn't, it wasn't an alternative. It was a must for her. And, 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 and she was repping Jesus. And the church folk got mad because they was like, you need to stop all that rubbing. Because Jesus, you don't know who this who the hell he is? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I know you saw this trick down there on um, Metropolitan Avenue. You saw it down there. You've been seeing her down there all these years. She's been working that same stroke. And now we in front of the church people, and you got the nerve enough to let this trick wash this, play with your feet. You know there's some zones under the bottom of your feet that will do some. Oh, y'all don't hear y'all. And I can't see Jesus aroused. Now, see how the church folk reacted? That's my Savior. I can't see that. No, Lord Jesus, no. That ain't going to happen. No, 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 no. And that's what the church folk did. They said, get that woman out from around Jesus. As a matter of fact, most every woman they saw Jesus talking to, they stopped him. Woman at the well. They come and say, hold on. You know who you talking to? He said, yeah, I just told her she had five husbands. And the one she with right now ain't hers. I know. Well, why are you out here in the middle of the day talking to her? That don't make no sense out here talking to that woman. She ain't the kind of person that you need to be talking to. She's not the kind of person that you need to be dealing with. She is your enemy. And Jesus says, I know according to your standards, she is my enemy. But... She's teaching me and teaching you compassion. My enemies are designed to train me in the art of compassion. 
Look at your own life. I, I know I'm just talking uh, at the Bible, and sometimes that may connect, sometimes it doesn't. But look at your own life, and look at situations where God has used your enemy to teach you patience and teach you compassion. Have you ever had to look at your enemy and say, that fool don't know what they're doing? Anybody ever been attacked to the point where you couldn't even get mad no more? You just, you got mad originally, but you, but I've noticed, if you keep hitting me in one spot, it gets sore at first, it, but then all of a sudden, the skin start toughening up. And after a while, your hit don't affect me there no more. You got to find somewhere else to hit me. Anybody, well, I don't want to ask, but I guess I will ask. If you've been in an abusive relationship, and after a while, the abuse got to the point where it was like, Talking to me like that don't even bother me no more. Cussing me out don't even bother me no more. It used to hurt my feelings. I used to break down and cry every time you said it. I used to want to slap you to the white meat every time you said it. But you done said it so much now that it don't even bother me no more. Child, go on off about your business. Uh, eat the cake, honey, it, man. And so, and so our, enemies, our enemies teach us what? Our enemies, uh, our enemies motivate us. They keep us moving. The third and final thing that our enemies do is my enemies are the door to my victory. They cause me to lean on God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are the door. They are standing in between me and my victory. And, and now our text says that now we find David David is experiencing the blessing of God. David, David now has, has, has entered into the kingdom. David has been crowned king of Jerusalem. And, 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 and David not only has been crowned king, he's been giving, given the reign to everything that he can see. He has built 45 cities. He's, he has a massive army. And, and, and the one thing that David was missing was the presence of the Lord. David has now since gone and gotten the presence of the Lord. And the ark of God is in the city of Jerusalem. And David now is walking around enjoying the blessings of the Lord. And right when we, he enjoys the blessing of the Lord, the Philistines hear of it. And they plan an attack against David. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't seem like you just don't get a break. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong church. Maybe I need to call, talk to somebody online or something. Does it seem like as soon as one thing ends, something else starts? I may have a little break while I catch my breath, but as soon as I catch my breath, it seems like something else jumping off, something else popping off, something else happening. And, and, and I'm like, I just got over this, and I'm trying to get myself stabilized now. I'm back into something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God sends the enemy to be the door beyond your blessing. Wait, hold, hold. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. 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 The enemy sends, God sends the enemy to be the door beyond your blessing. 
Oh, no, that don't make no sense, Pastor. That don't make no sense because that's all we live for is the blessing of the Lord. That's what we pray for of the blessing of the Lord. But, but I got to tell you, God's goodness goes far beyond him just blessing you. Can I challenge you to, to think outside the box for a moment? Do you, uh, let, let's see if we agree on something. Does God have limitations? We agree. God is not limited in any way. Well, why do we think God just stops with blessing us? Wouldn't that be limiting God? Wouldn't it be putting the end? Oh, God, if any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. I think the problem is, Jamie, that we have been so accustomed to just God blessing us, we think that's all he has for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. David was satisfied with the blessing of resource because he had it. Everywhere he looked, it was his. But God wanted to give him more than resource. God wanted to give him influence. God wanted to make his name great. Wait. Wait a minute. Isn't that the promise that he made in the beginning to Abraham? He says, I will increase you. Your seeds will be like sand. And I will, one of the promises was, I will make your name which was his name and his descendants. I will make your name great. God does not want to stop at just blessing you. God wants to lead you to greatness in him. But the only way that you can be great is you got to get through this door that the enemy is standing in between. Oh, let me see if I can make this make sense. A boxer's name is not great based on his size. His name is not great based on his weight class. Name is not great because of his workout or his extensive workout regimen. Only way a boxer's name becomes great is based on the number of people he's with. The more people he has defeated or the more of his enemy he has defeated, the greater his name becomes. So what I came to tell you here is God is using your enemy to train you for you to turn around and whip him. Oh, I saw that go right over your head. You'll get that when you get home. It'll hit you about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. You'll get up out the bed and go, oh. Yeah, yeah. God is using your enemy to train you. So you can turn around and whoop him. Anybody ever had a job and you trained your supervisor? Got one person. What an insult to you to have you train somebody and then give them the position that you had of authority. What did God tell the serpent? Because you tricked Adam and Eve, you got dominion, but from now on, you're going to sliver on the ground. 
You're going to be subject to every beast that's roaming the field. And the man that you trick, I'm going to cause him. He says, the woman shall put her, take her heel and put it on your head. He's going to step on you every chance that he gets. God is just fulfilling his promise. He's just making you so that you can step on the enemy's head, but he's going to make the enemy teach you how to stone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's using your enemies to teach you how to praise. Oh, yeah, I see I got to back up a little bit more. I'm trying to be fast, daddy, but they act like they ain't getting it because of the way they looking at me. See, you got to understand Lucifer was the worship leader in heaven. And when he got kicked out, he didn't lose his ability in music. He didn't lose his ability to worship. He just doesn't have anybody to worship. So, so now Lucifer is, is mad with you and I because we will replace him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, can, I break, can I break his spirit? Lucifer wants to praise God, too. Why do you think he's attacking you the way he's doing? Because he really knows. Uh, pastor, they don't understand. Lucifer knows how good God is. But he can't lift up hands and praise him. So he gets mad at every time you lift your hands up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lucifer knows that he's the great and mighty God. And every time you call him great and mighty, it makes Lucifer mad because I can't do it no more. And they got these little peons praising God in my place. So I'm going to send every devil, every imp, every evil angel that I can at them to throw stuff at them. But what God says, the more he throws at you, the more your hands go up. God is using the enemy to train you to whip him. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I thank God for the blessing of my enemies because in my enemies attack where they thought they were making me weaker they're actually making me stronger and because now I'm learning how to handle them with compassion and how to handle them with love because when you love your enemies you reap hot coals of fire on their heads yeah 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 so I'm learning how to love in fact Jesus says love your enemies yeah yeah, so I'm learning how to do that. And now the last test is the very person that trained me is the doorway to my, my victory. And so now David now praises God as I close. David praises God by saying, you have broken through my enemies. When David hears that the Philistines are getting ready to attack, David goes to God and says, Lord, I don't really feel like fighting right now. I've fought enough battles. But God, I need to ask you, if I fight them, will you give me the victory? The Lord says, surely I will give you the victory. And David, you just go, there you go, Philip, go get your stuff. David amassed the armies and David said we'll go out and fight the Philistines and the battle must have been a real short battle 
Because in both accounts in 1 Chronicles, in 2 Chronicles, and also in 2 Samuel, it doesn't say anything about the battle. It just says that David went and fight, fought the battle. The next thing you hear is David saying, God, thank you. Because you have caused me to break through my enemies like a breakthrough of water. Yeah, all that David is saying that, that my enemy was blocking the door to my victory. But my training by them and my leaning on you has caused my breakthrough. All I came to tell you here tonight, restore life as we're on our way home. Is your enemies are the reason that you're on your way to your victory. Yeah, I came to tell somebody that you might need to send your enemy some flowers. You might need to go find a card for your enemy because it's your enemy's responsibility to get you from where you are to where you're going. Yes, I came to tell somebody all you got to do is thank God for your enemies. I remember a story about a boy named Joseph. Joseph had a whole lot of enemies. Yeah, his own family turned against him. They sold him into slavery. Yeah, he got sold to Potiphar. Potiphar started out being his friend. And then Potiphar turned out to be his enemy. They put him in prison. He prophesied to two young men. One young man died. And the other man forgot about him. Joseph stayed in prison two more years. Yeah, if you're gonna get with me, I'll get through. Yeah, Joseph stayed in prison. Then after a while, Joseph got out of prison and got an audience with Pharaoh. God said, I'm gonna make you enemy door to your victory. You see, Joseph's people and Pharaoh's people wasn't supposed to get along, but because the favor of God was on Joseph's life, Joseph prophesied and gave Pharaoh the interpretation of his dreams. And because of that, Pharaoh's land was prosperous, even in the midst of famine. And Joseph was made a prince. Yeah, went on all the way up to this time. The ones closest to Joseph were his enemies. But it was because of his enemies that he's now the prince of Egypt. Yeah, now I got to tell you. After you get your breakthrough, God's going to put you back face to face with those same enemies. But there is a difference. At first you were running from them. Now they'll be running from you. Yeah. Joseph's brother showed up and they said, don't kill us. Joseph played games with him. Didn't let him know who he was. Yes. Every 
every time they tried to give him money, Joseph gave it right back. And they thought they were stealing. They came back and said, no, sir. Some reason this money got back. Please don't kill us. Joseph finally showed himself to him and said, look here. You were my enemy. But actually, you trained me for where I am right now. What you meant for evil God Turn it around for my good Yeah Don't despise Your enemies Cause they'll set you up For a breakthrough Anybody In this room Need a breakthrough If you need it The first thing you gotta do And it was your enemies. Yeah. So the next time you dance, dance for your enemy. The next time you shout, shout for your enemy. Before I go, I gotta ask you to do me this, baby. Grab somebody, grab them by the hand. Yeah, yeah. Grab your neighbor. Grab your neighbor. And see neighbor. Somebody else grab them by the hand, put some strength in your hand, hold their hand like God's been good to you, hold their hand like God's made a way for you, hold their hand like God's opened a door for you, hold their hand like God's moved mountains for you, look at them. Preaching voice on and say, Neighbor, I don't know about you, but you 